Hello and welcome to the Sunday Jumpstart Podcast, a weekly podcast helping goal-getters ditch the excuses, do the work, and make it happen. My name is Jessica Lauren and you are listening to episode number 117. Hey y'all, hey, and welcome back to this week's episode of the SJS Podcast. Happy Sunday. I hope that you are doing all the things today that makes your heart content, baby. Whether that's relaxing, chilling, mimosing, coffee, and reading a book, or listening to this podcast. I do thank you so much for just taking out a couple of minutes of your day to hang out with me right here on the podcast. It really does mean the world to me. So I am so excited. I'm like on 10 because we are continuing our So You Wanna series today. And if you just came in, if you like, hello, I'm a new listener. I don't know what the hell you talking about. No worries, I got your back. Let me explain. So over the course of the past couple weeks, I had some of the dopest women in their respective industries come on the show and basically share what all it took from them to get from the Ruta to the Tuta. Okay, so I had Treasure Mallory on the show. Um, she was on the episode called So You Wanna Be a Full-Time Creative Entrepreneur entrepreneur chances are that if you listen to this show that is a dream of yours right our listeners are content creators artists sculptors painters photographers uh just side hustlers main hustlers um we're people with dreams so um treasure came on and talked about what it was like for her to go from doing all the hustles to finally quitting all of them and just really focusing on her handbag line um nikki and mallory um and then after that we had michelle thames she is a social media strategist doing her thing she has her own social media agency and she's an influencer like she gets paid to be on instagram and sharing her love for different brands she came on the episode called so you want to be a social media influencer and she taught us how to start making coins i'm talking about bitcoins and putting them in your purse and going shopping and enjoying your best life um, by being a social media influencer so if this is your first time here be sure to go back i give you permission to stop this episode and listen to you know the two previous ones episode 115 and 116 so that you can hear the other lady stories they are phenomenal but today we got a special guest in the building her name is Desher Whitaker and she is the owner of the boutique Love Paradox. now I love Desher she's a close friend of mine I love her story because we kind of started off together it was like back in 2015 you know um she had her website called loveparado.com and she probably had like a couple little items on there and she was out hustling showing up for every single pop-up and festival you could think of like she was literally doing the work and it has just been such a blessing for me to watch her go from point a to point z where she is now she's coming on to talk about what it was like for her to transition from being you know solely an online enterprise to um, opening up her own retail spray. She has a brick and mortar in downtown Chicago in the South Loop area in this um, collection called Roosevelt Collection. And her neighbors are some of the biggest retailers that have been in the gates for decades. And yet there she stands a black woman that is an entrepreneur that quit her nine to five um, to open up her own brick and mortar. And not only, you know, did she open it and, and keep it flowing for the past two years, um, she also managed to let it thrive and grow during the pandemic in the midst of racial, you know, um, 
unrest and protests. Like it was crazy to watch in 2020 as, you know, she was just taking the blows from the pandemic. And then, you know, Chicago, we had a lot of protests and a lot of looting um, and, and God protected her store. Some of the major retailers that were next door to her were boarded up and didn't go back into business for months. Like some of them literally just opened up. It is now April, 2021. And the share has been standing by the grace of God that whole time. So it was important for me to have her specifically come on the show because she's faced adversity. She's had to sacrifice she let go of her nine to five she's out here doing it by herself she does has her husband Ronell. hey Ronell, if you're listening love Ronell. he's a real good dude but at the end of the day she's making her dream work through it all through like one of the worst moments in, in history ever and I know a lot of my listeners have online stores and the biggest dream is to connect with your customers in real life you know the internet is awesome it's, it's a great place to make money um but you know you can't deny what it feels like to have that one-on-one interaction and to hear that bell when somebody you know comes in through your door and they're looking for gifts like she gets to experience all of that and so if you've been you know kind of itching or dreaming or wondering what the heck it would be like to have your own store, then today's episode is for you. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation that I had with DeShare Whitaker, owner of Love Paradox, on this here So You Want a series. Take a listen. Hey, Ms. DeShare. Hi, how are you, Chica? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good because you finally on this show. I know, right? <laughs> I've been putting it off, but I'm here now. Y'all, I have known to share since what 2015. And how long has, has it been? been that long? I think so. Wow, I think so. Maybe 2016, but since I- the Detroit trip. Girl, even before that. Mm-hmm. But we met on Instagram and I was like, girl, I'm starting this podcast. You got to be on it. She, I've been asking her for four effing <laughs> years to come on this podcast and tell your story. And she's finally here. <laughs> Telling all my business. All your business. But yes, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. So you are a part of our So You Want a series, right? And I really wanted you to come on and talk about what it's like to like go from the online space to having a brick and mortar. But before we get into all of that, just let us know who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I'm Desher Whitaker, and I'm the owner and curator of Love Paradox. Um so Love Paradox is a gift boutique, and we have uh, primarily gifts and accessories that motivate and inspire the ambitious woman. So a lot of like mugs, journals, notebooks, uh, regular books, just different things that um, help us women in our daily hustles, whatever those hustles are. And what was the inspiration behind starting it for one and the name Love Paradox? It is Paradox, y'all. It ain't periods. Because we're trying to mess it up. It is Love Paradox. So tell us like the inspiration behind it. So Love Paradox initially was jewelry, um, which my grandmother inspired when we first launched in 2014. So we've been incorporated since 2014. 
But um, being in corporate and things like that, I started seeing a need for just things that would motivate me at work. You know how the struggle is. You get up at seven, six, sometimes five o'clock in the morning, go to work, and that pot of coffee is on in the office um, at the corporate office or whatever. So I was just looking for something like a mug or notebook with like, girl, you got this, just different things that would like push me, motivate me to do some work um, once I got to work. So um, I started adding those things to the shop and customers were, they received it really well. So now um, where we were primarily jewelry, now we are primarily gifts and accessories. We only have a small collection of jewelry. So um that's how it happened. But Love Parado, the name came about because of my love for the month of August, which is my birth month. Um, I got married in August. I got engaged in August. So um, that's where Love Parado came from. And Parado is a, a gem, right? That's your birthstone. Yes, it's, it's my birthstone. Yeah. yeah. Okay, love Parado. It's literally Love August. Like you had so much love going yeah. on. <laughs> I do. So you had kind of mentioned corporate life. You were on an entirely different career path before you got to where you are now. Tell us a little bit, like, how the hell did you go from the corporate nine to five to working full time for yourself? So what happened was, um, like I said, we've been incorporated for about six, seven years now. So at first I started the business and then I was like, hmm, kept putting it on a back burner and was working my full-time job. And then I lost two very important people to me back to back, one in December, 20, uh, 2015 and one in February, 2016. Mm. So that's when I just said, you know, it's time to go ahead and launch this thing. So um, just went, took a leap of faith and, and pulled the trigger online. I had a business coach at the time and she was just coaching me on how to um, develop the business on the back end and things like that. And then finally, like I said, March, 2016, um, I just pulled the trigger and launched it online. Yeah. And it was doing good online. Like everything was peachy keen. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I got a text from you you was like, girl, you will not believe what just happened to me. <laughs> Tell us that little miracle of a story. Yeah. So um, at the time I was doing pop-ups um, with Love Parado. I was doing, I was a part of a collective called the Aura Collective. I was mm -hmm. a part of the Balls of Babe pop-up shop. So um, during that time, I was presented an opportunity, uh, an open space in Roosevelt collection. Um, and I saw that it was open and something was like, just see, you know, I, in my mind, I was like, I can't do it. You know, I'm working nine to five. It's no way I'm gonna do it. Cause I'm trying to balance the working at the collective, <sighs> but right. So <laughs> And the collective I, um, was out in Yorktown, right? Like, weren't you driving every week? I was to all over. Yeah. The last, that Balls Bay was in, um, I can't remember where it was. I it think was it was like a, a Yorktown Mall. Suburb. Was it Yorktown Mall? I can't remember the name of it. The um, one with XO. But it was, it was a, Girl. right. It was out there somewhere far, very far. So I would have to drive back and forth or Ooh. whatever, but. 
when this opportunity presented itself, I just thought, you know, let me just see the space. Let me, you know, just go see it and um, see what the management is talking about. So I did. And when I walked in, I just felt like a connection to it. And just like I could picture Love Parado's product on those shelves. It was literally like that space was waiting for Love Parado. Yep. So I talked to the manager. Well, I talked to my husband, of course. And, you know, was we just talked about it. She told me how much the space was. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> I, I'm thank you for your time. But, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. Right. So um, I thought about it. I prayed on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to negotiate. I feel like that space is love paradox. So yeah. that's what I did. I um, emailed her. We She wanted me in the space, too. So we emailed back and forth and I was like, this is what I can do. And she met that. And by the grace of God, she met that number and we were in the building. Y'all was in the building. I want to say within a month. Yes. Within a month from that email, from that initial viewing, we were moved in and because uh, they were trying to get someone in that space by um, Black Friday that yep. year. That was by Black Friday. Oh my God. So I want to say within weeks, we were in there. By Black Friday, we were open. That is crazy. You literally went from, okay, I got this online thing. I walk in the store. I feel a a connection. And next thing you know, you own it, basically. Mm -hmm. Girl, what? Now let's talk about preparedness, right? Did you see any of that coming for yourself? Never, because I mean, like I said, I was working my nine to five and on, and actually I had just got a new job. I had just left uh, <laughs> my previous job that was giving me hell. And I was like, you know, I need something else. I found my dream job and quote <laughs> right. My dream job. It was perfect. I was working from home. Um, so I was able to run the store while working this job I mean everything was just so aligned that um I just knew it was meant to be so I was working this job um taking customers in between emails and all of that and then one day I was just like I can't keep doing this Hmm. um because it was just hard to balance and my anxiety was through the roof trying to do this technical job because I was an analyst. So I was a data analyst trying to analyze data for uh, that company and trying to analyze Love Parado's data or, you know, just do everything that a store, a physical storefront requires. And one day I literally, I I don't know if it was a panic attack Hmm. or what, but I had been praying for a sign. And that day when I broke down, my husband was like, you got to let something go. And I said, well, I can't let my dream go. So because period. Yeah, I was like this. I can go back and get another job. Mm -hmm. But this right here, I know that God had this for me. So I'm going to see what I can do. And he was like, well, quit that job because I need you here I need you mentally stable you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying so he was like 
don't worry about anything. Quit that job and we're going to make it work. And it's been working ever since. Ever since. That, that Every time I hear your story, I get chills because it's like, I don't know if I would have gave, like, I'll just be like, no, nah, I'm gonna still try to make it work, drive myself crazy and cry. You were like, no, I'm putting my foot yeah. all the way in this dream. But for a while, Jeff, I was doing that. I right. was trying to make it work until it was like, okay, are you going to end up in a hospital trying to make this work? Or are you just going to step out on faith and do what Ooh. God is clearly trying to tell you to do? Like, right, right. I couldn't do both. I had to just trust God on this. So that's what I did. And yeah, it was scary as hell. Don't now, you know, it was, oh, scary I know. As hell to, to <laughs> let that direct deposit go. Girl. But, um, <laughs> it's, it was worth it though. It has been very rewarding. So. Um, and so how long has Love Parado, the physical store, been open? And mind y'all, y'all, she's still running the internet side, the online store as well. But how long have you been in that space for? We've been in that space for over two years now. Oh, uh, we're going into the third year. Yep. That is crazy. Congratulations. So now you, you done quit your job, right? It's you and Ronnell. That's your husband, Ronnell. Mm-hmm. And occasionally a cousin come in. I don't offer like to share. I could really just come work for you if you need some help. But um, how, you know, you mentioned anxiety a little bit. How, um, how do you feel one now that you quit? Um, but how do you handle wearing all of the hats outside of one Ronnell? Um helps out how are you juggling doing all the things it's so hard um because running an online store is totally different from running a physical store and then you trying to do both well not trying I am doing you're doing both um I I reached the point where I knew that I had to outsource some things because I was trying to do everything Mm um and um, with the pandemic, my cousin hasn't been to the store and she actually, she started a, a career. So she, oh, okay. she's moved on. So it's really literally just me, yep. but I just, I started outsourcing stuff with that. I just didn't enjoy doing, um, like bookkeeping, mm-hmm. um, or just things that take up too much of my time. Like even social media, I finally gave that, put that in someone else's hands. It's hard giving, you know, someone a part of your baby, basically, because I like to be hands on and I feel sorry for my husband because it's <laughs> even to the point where like merchandising. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the store's merchandise so good, but it really is. I'm like the other day I was like, can you <laughs> move this? I literally drew a diagram <laughs> for him. Like, hey, you put the candle. I want you to put two candles on the left, two candles in the middle. Girl. I know he was like, you know what? You get on my but, nerves. Um, yes. But um, just having to relinquish that control. I can't control everything. And I know mm-hmm. in order to scale and grow the way that I want to grow, I have to relinquish some of that control and outsource some stuff. So that's what I had to, that's what I did. And girl, if that ain't a word, I don't know what is. Sometimes we suffocate stuff <laughs> trying to hold mm-hmm. on to it with a, a, a yes. chokehold. I, I had to outsource yeah. social media too. Cause I'm like, I don't like it no more. So you take care of it. It drives me crazy. I'll mm-hmm. take a few pictures and it's freed up so much more space to do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have exactly. to do it. You have to. You have to. 
So let's talk a, a, a little shop, if you will. So um, I think when people are first starting off, right, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to open my own online boutique. I want to have my own retail space. Nobody really knows where to source goods, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do you find your goods to curate it? And you don't have to tell us exactly which website you go to and mm-hmm. all of that. But how did you develop that sense of like, okay, this is what my customer is going to like, and here's where to mm-hmm. find it and all that stuff? Yeah. So when I first started, I didn't have a freaking clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go to different shops and different states. At that time, I was traveling a lot. So every time I went to a different um, state or country, whatever, I would look for uh, like specialty shops, gift shops, things like that, just to get an idea of what they carry. Um, And to be honest, a lot of times I would just Google, like if I would see a notebook that said, you got this, I would Google, you got this notebook. Mm-hmm. But that was the beginning. And then I got hip to markets. Um, one in particular that I love for gift shops is New York Now. I highly recommend. Right now, we're, because of the pandemic, it's a little different. So they're doing it digitally. Mm-hmm. But you still get access to like uh, so, hundreds, thousands of different um, shop, not shops, companies and um, vendors jewelry accessories gifts anything you could think of I would uh, recommend look up New York now look up um, Atlanta markets um, Dallas market so I the markets helped me tremendously you can go in there um, look at the things in person um, develop a rapport with the with the uh, owners and um like I said, just just you can see the things in person and get an idea of whether it'll look good on the shelf or whatever. But that's that's the key for me. But primarily, honestly, just a lot of research, a lot of um, Google, Googling helps me a lot. So if yeah. I know I'm looking for a certain item, um, like a pink mug, never settle mug, Ooh, something girl. like that, I'll yes. maybe look google never settle mug wholesale Mm -hmm. or something like that that's a really good little tidbit but um other than that just a lot of google a lot of research a lot of um market shopping like i said yeah and so but in order to go to the market i will say you do need to have your ducks in a row um your tax id number have your business uh legally incorporated or whatever however you say that but you have to have all of your ducks in a row before you can shop these markets so Mm -hmm. just an fyi now speaking of legal did you diy a lot of that stuff or did you hire like an attorney an accountant well i know you're delegating now but you know we in the age where you could diy everything with a a Mm -hmm. legal zoom a shopify and all of that now that you're in the retail space do you feel like you had to hunker down and actually like hire real help you know what I mean (laughs) yeah um I didn't do any of that myself like Mm -hmm. um the only thing I would say I did was maybe completed the applicant like the Illinois um application to incorporate the business but trademark I'm sorry I hired someone for that um and what else? Any anything legal when it comes to business, I 
I outsource that because I just want to always make sure my I's are dotted and my T's are crossed when it comes to that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So even taxes, like anything that's legal, um, the IRS, the state, any of that, I outsource because yeah I, I think that's time. good advice that people need to hear because we really do be like google university and youtube university be like mm-hmm. yeah for some stuff but for mm-hmm. that legal tax stuff i could get like go to jail or my accounts frozen for yeah no nah, we not exactly. <laughs> yeah and it's when you have a business the numbers and all of that it can get tricky mm-hmm. um and you just want a professional looking at that when when it starts to get deep and you you really making lots of revenue and paying out a lot of taxes and all of that it, it needs to be um, done by a professional that's just my little advice I wholeheartedly agree now um when you're first opening up anything just doing anything new the first concern you have is like how the heck do I get customers how do I get people to see my stuff how did you get people in the doors of love Paradox? girl <laughs> It was times, and I, I say this all the time, like people be like, you have so many followers now, I see your growth and, and this and this and that. And I will say slow and steady wins the race with this. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I didn't know who the hell my customer was. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about who is my customer and how do I, I wasn't uh, privy to that kind of information, mm-hmm. but I knew that I needed as um, a corporate worker, I wanted these things that uh, propel my hustle, that motivated me every day. And so I started there, like with corporate women, um, entrepreneurs, just women like me, basically, that just want that, need that motivation. You'll be surprised, like when I pick my mug out from my Nespresso or tea or whatever, it's certain mugs for certain things, like uh, some days, you know, <laughs> if it's a struggle, like for instance, on a Monday, I might grab Jessica, that, uh, oldie but goodie that you put out the, but she didn't quit, but though, she didn't quit said, though. <laughs> some Mondays I'd be, I wake up ready to quit and I'd Girl. be like, you know what? I'm not ready, mm-hmm. but you know, I pick up that mug and I look at it. I pour my coffee and I'm like, you know what? I got this. I can do this. So just thinking about having those women in mind when I shop for these things. Um, like I said, women like me, women that um, like my posts, the women that would come to my events and things like that, or just uh, elaborating on the information that I get, like current customers, checking out what her demographic is, mm. where she were asking questions when a customer comes in, like, so where do you work? Or, you know, just get to know the customers. And then I started seeing a pattern, like they make six figures or they, hmm. you know, dress a certain way or, you know, different yep. things like that. So. Yep. One thing I will say about you, and I learned this from you, is that you were never afraid to put yourself out there. Never. To share, I feel like you was a part of every pop-up, went to every, you know, networking event. And I would dare to say that I think a lot of your customer base came from the fact that you was out there. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I, 
I would just uh pop up shop stalk you you know what I mean like okay you here let's go mm-hmm. um how do and and funny thing is a lot of people don't notice about you you're kind of shy like you kind of like mm-hmm. low-key laid back introverted yeah very introverted mm-hmm. how did you um make the mindset shift like yo I have to get this done in order to get this done oh I cuss but mm-hmm. that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well um who else was gonna do it mm-hmm. you know at first honestly just I was like mm, like something in the beginning I just wasn't I I couldn't do it but the more that love parado has become a part of my life the more I'm comfortable with talking to customers and when I first moved into the physical space, customers would come in like, you know, I would never tell them I'm the owner. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thought about it. And I'm like, well, it, you need to tell them that you're the owner because that makes a huge difference. The minute I start telling these people I'm the owner, um, you know, showing them this is a woman owned business. This is a black owned business. It may like. I mean, even to this day, they may come in and just look around. But the minute I say I'm the owner, they like, oh, word. okay, And they just throw it in the bag. You know, so it's it's a huge difference. I I had to learn that, though, that it makes a difference when the customers can connect the person or a person to the business. So I just as I was going to these pop ups and stuff, I was just getting to know people. And honestly, I think that we have a good aesthetic. We have a good product. Mm-hmm. So it's the word of mouth has been tremendous. So people are like, look, I love, love Peridot is bomb. Make sure you check it out. All of the shares on social media. And I mean, my community, that's, that's how I get the word out about love Peridot, my community. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've been blessed enough to have a ton of local coverage. You've got partnerships with AT&T business and just like a lot of like press. How did, how did all that happen? Did you go out and seek it or did it fall in your lap? <laughs> it fell in my lap. Girl. Cause like you just said, I'm an introvert. So I'm mm-hmm. not, well, at the time when these things were happening, I wasn't in a mental state. Like I didn't have that mindset to be like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to just shoot them a DM and shoot them an email. I wasn't there. I'm there now. Right. But, um, I just showed up and I think from showing up, people saw me and like I always say, you never know who's watching. So I did the share. I did love Peridot. I didn't look at what anyone else was doing. And these people sought me out. They, Mm -hmm. they email me regularly, AT&T I mean they've that's we're favorites of each other now like yeah they just sent me a box full of stuff just to say thank you you know just I mean I don't do anything extra I just show up y'all please take the lesson from that like you can be shy introverted extroverted introvert you know like we have these narratives about ourselves like oh I got anxiety on and all of that is true but you can still have all of that and still Mm -hmm. make an impact on your community make some money for you and your family get out of corporate have peace of mind like you can still have all of that and be be successful I think you're a true testament of that thank you both (laughs) 
I wholeheartedly believe in doing you and mm-hmm. doing what um, God places on your heart. Um, like you asked me about imposter syndrome. I absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't? But then I have to remember who the F I am, what the F I've done. You know, I look back on a year ago when we had to close the shop. Yep. And girl, a year from now, we may, you know, it, the numbers are totally different in a positive way. Yep. Just because I stood and, you know, like I stayed there, I showed up when the stores and the plaza were boarded up, I kept going <sighs> and I was like, I mean, boarded up. I still have pictures. I can't believe that was only a year ago. It was crazy. You were boarded up due to George Floyd, like just all, like you survived a pandemic, race riots. We, Chicago, we done had like 10 race riots, right? In the year. Mm -hmm. Like I would drive past and be like, that Victoria's Secret, Victoria's Secrets didn't make it back, right? They finally opened back up, but they were closed for a long time. How did you surpass Victoria's Secrets? Like, if that ain't the favor of God. The grace of God. God. (laughs) Because I didn't board up. Like, my the other, there are uh, four other small businesses in Roosevelt Collection, and they all boarded up. I did not. Yep. I just trusted God. I was just like, you know, it's what's going to be is what's going to be. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust God on this. And, but I'm not gonna lie. When it was the looting and all Ooh. that was happening, was happening, I um was watching my camera all night. Like, yeah, Lord, please, please don't let them touch my, my spot. Oh, and that's it. And then you never know who else was praying for for love, Perido, and praying. We for all me. was. We was. That's what I'm saying. Heart. So, <laughs> I mean, by the grace of God, we're still standing. And you are still standing. God, what a testimony. So you know what, share like when you, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the resistance, right? So I'm sure like you have a really, really good community of family, friends. We all be like, go love Paradox, go to share. But um, how did like your family or friends feel when you were like, y'all, I'm leaving my job. Did you have to face any weird resistance or people projecting mess onto you? What was that like? Mm-hmm. You know what? My family, my people understood mm-hmm. what I was doing and what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Those that aren't my people didn't. Um, so, and the people that I was talking to a year ago, a year and a half ago, family included, they were at the opening of Love Parado, but they're they're not there now. Mm-hmm. So um everybody won't understand everybody won't get it and I had to come to terms with that I mean I had to go to therapy about it because I'm like I'm just doing me you know I'm just trying to make a a mark in this world and you mad yes but I had to come to terms (laughs) with the fact that um it, everybody can't go and sometimes is everybody's gonna look like family it's gonna look like your bestie it's gonna look like it's the people that you thought were your ace bones or riders uh they didn't roll on down the other <laughs> side of the street 
And, um, you know, I had to just come to terms with that and um, just keep going. It is, you know, pray about it and keep it moving and, and love on those that love on me and um, just focus on who does support me. You know, I had to, I kept, I'm like, well, but that's, we was just kicking it at a wine tasting and you can't support me and come to my whatever event, you know? Yep. And, but again, you realize that and you just keep it moving. Right. Okay. okay. You just said a very important word, support, right? When we first starting off, we think like, oh, I got this podcast. I'm opening up this store store if my mama brother cousin sister don't come then that's it like they terrible people Mm -hmm. is that real like is love paradox made for every person in your family is it made for all your different section of friends how do you what does the word support mean to you (laughs) support um I, I like you said it comes in different ways I don't expect my family everybody to support me especially consistently they're not they may not be my customer um and I just I in the beginning like I said I didn't understand that at first because I'm like you my bestie you should any damn (laughs) gift that you need to buy it needs to be coming from love paradox right but um I realize every I mean love paradox just ain't for everybody and that's fine. I mean, now it's fine. I just have to come to terms with it. It's right. totally okay. Um, it looks different. It could just be a call that says, how's Love Paradox going? Um, uh, how are you doing? That, that works for me, especially, um, you know, it's just hard right now. So just a check-in to me, that's, that's good enough uh, right. support for me. You, you don't have to buy uh, Love Paradox. It's okay. And yeah. some people feel pressure, like, oh, I got a back from Love Paradox. Mm-hmm. I came back. No, you don't. Just tell somebody about me. Right. You know, that right. support. Mm-hmm. Share a post or something like that. That's good enough for me. Leave a comment. Do something. But I think, uh, like, one thing I want to drive home to the audience is, like, when if you decide to open a brick and mortar or online short store or whatever, support might come from a stranger that you met on Instagram. Me and DeShare went on Instagram and took trips to get, you know, like, it can come from the weirdest spots. So don't necessarily expect it to be from the people that have been traditionally there. And like you said, they might support you in a different way. Like, hey, girl, let's go get lunch. That's That counts as support, yeah. too. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, everybody. <laughs> what does a typical day look like um, for you um, from top to bottom? What does that look like? Wake up. Um girl i'd be so thirsty for coffee i, <laughs> I don't pass go i don't collect 200 dollars. i'm just being a t-shirt and yeah. my little panties that i pour on up immediately um but just um looking at my calendar seeing if i have any meetings um of course the the regular instagram stroll yeah stroll but um and then I have to open the store by 12 so um the day goes that morning goes by so quick so after I check some emails and do a little admin work it's time to drive 20-25 minutes to love Paradox. I'm there for six hours um 
And then I come home. And that's that. Living a dream. Living a dream. Yeah. So now that you're a seasoned brick and mortar owner, um, what are some mistakes that you made in the beginning or some things like, damn, I wish I knew now so that maybe it could help out somebody in the audience avoid those mistakes? Mm-hmm. I think the main thing that I was doing was um, not asking for help. So I think that contributed to my little mental breakdown because mm-hmm. um, I was just trying to do everything, everything. Um, somebody would try to help me pack an order. I got it, girl. Um, <laughs> I mean, coming in on my off day, I'm like, I mean, just anything I could just no rest, no that's that's the main thing feeling like I gotta grind I gotta hustle I gotta do this I gotta do that ain't no sleep that's no yes yes that is the bs you have to have boundaries with your dreams too (laughs) boundaries and just rest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think rest has helped me out tremendously because it has put my mindset at ease like I don't feel like I have to like if my cup is already running over, I'm at the point where I'm just like, no, I know how to say no. At first I didn't. It's, it's a few things that now I know. Um, but to run a store, um, just being an entrepreneur, people think it looks so cute. The store is cute, but it's so much that y'all don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but definitely rest. The rest is key. Rest, boundaries, and I guess no. The word no can, can that's a boundary. So rest and boundaries definitely. That's something um, I wish I knew. But everything is a lesson. So yeah, it takes time to learn that stuff. You you don't know until you mess up your boundaries like dang I need to sit down somewhere exactly now um before we go I got one last question you know um I'm in retail too now working at the bookstore and January through March is slow for us at least Mm -hmm. um you know retail goes through periods where it's just slow seasons how do you deal with that like every day ain't the doors ain't spinning Mm -hmm. what do you do in the meantime to try to supplement that um, is it event? Well, cause of the pandemic, like what do you yeah. do to try to keep it? It used to be events. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and now that we're kind of, uh, coming close to an end with the pandemic, I'm looking to do more, um, just safe distance type of events. And honestly, I just, I take it day to day. Um, so if it's slow, I'm working on, like I have a business coach and she gives me assignments. So I'm working on that or um, just thinking of ways to bring customers in. So that may be a, a Facebook ad or something like that. Hmm. Um, scheduling emails. I, there's always something to do. Right. And to be honest, Jess, I welcome those moments where it's not busy. <laughs> Last year was so busy. I was just like, my head was spinning. So when January came, I took that as like a vacay. Yep. um, Quote unquote. And I just rested and rebooted. Thought about what I wanted the year to look like, you know, plan all of that. So it's always something to do whether the sales are coming in or not. So I would say, welcome those little pockets of peace and um, get some work, other work done. 
when you don't have to package those orders up. Right. Well, thank you to share so much for finally coming on this dog on show. <laughs> it was four years in the making, y'all. <laughs> it was worth the wait, though. Yes, great interview. So if people want to come visit Love Parado in real life or online, where can they find you? So you can find Love Parado um, inside of the Roosevelt Collection. We're at 1114 South Delano Court uh, on the west side of the plaza. Um, if you don't want to come in, you can shop with us online, www.loveparado.com and follow us at shop love Parado on all social media outlets. Thank you to share girl. This is to many more love Parado anniversaries, expansions, all of that conferences, whatever you want. I pray you get it. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you so much. Man, don't you just love to share? One thing I love about her is that attitude where she's like, listen, I don't got all the answers. I'm going to just do the thing and figure it out. And it's it's done wonders for her, right? I could take a page from her book. But thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Listen, we dropped a lot of gems in this episode. We were talking about markets in Dallas and Atlanta and New York now. If you didn't get a chance to jot it down, do not worry. I got your back. Just go to the sundayjumpstart.com and click on episode one. 17. Everything that we talked about will be there for you to link and sign up for all that jazz. You know what else is in the show notes? A downloadable transcript of today's episode. I, it was my mission to make this podcast as accessible to everybody and their mama as possible. So if you're more of a reader or have some hearing issues, you can read everything that we talked about it, highlight it, hang it up and reference it for later. So be sure to check it out on the SundayJumpstart.com and just download today's transcript. Now, if you could do me a favor and leave a rate and review an Apple podcast, be sure to leave your IG handle so I can shout you out on the show. That would just mean the world to me. Doing that helps get our make-ish happen message. And you're like, Jessica, listen, I don't have Apple podcasts. I listen to you on Spotify or on, you know, TuneIn. They don't have a rating system. What you could do is screenshot today's episode, upload it into your Insta stories, tag at the Sunday Jumpstart. Um, That also helps helps us get out there y'all I love you so much I pray that this week is incredible for you that God works out whatever ain't working out in your life um and and that you find some joy and some peace and you get some clarity and understanding whatever is missing right now I pray that God fills in those blanks this week listen do not give up keep hustling working on that dreams but make sure you're still making some space for fun and rest you got this I believe in you I will be back this Wednesday with a quick tip just a little five minute episode to help you finish your week strong and before we go special thank you goes out to Pamela Renee thank you so much for handling social media and to my mama Jennifer for helping us out with the transcripts all right y'all stay strong see you Wednesday